All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 131 of The Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. All right, Mots, uh, back from Nantucket here myself, but how's everything with you? That's good. I'm from the island, kid. Yeah, you're an island living for a week and yeah. change, right? Well, you know, it was funny, actually. Like, I know I just asked you how you're doing, but I'll, uh, so. Enough about Joanna, you. Let's talk about me. Yeah, enough about <laughs> you. No, I wanted to tell you, like, my back to reality. So on Sunday, we were supposed to be on, like, a 5 o'clock ferry. We had the the, the, the car ferry and everything. And we, we ended up, long story short, bumped the time up just to kind of get back to the homeland a little bit quicker, right? We go. It's a cargo ferry. They got one little Coca-Cola machine, vending machine. There's barely enough seats for people. You know, there's a few um, tractor trailers and things like that that would be, uh, you know, importing and exporting different stop and shop items and things like that. And, every, you know, and then a few vehicles. And I looked at Joanna. I'm like, this is our back to reality. Like, we're, you know, like we, we were over there. All right. Yeah, exactly. Like we're back to the back to the grind here. So That's that was my uh snaps my, you back quick. Yeah, it literally it was it was just like the you know, you had eight, nine days of, of living a pretty good life over there on the island, and now it's like let's just slap you right back in the face. <laughs> let's get you back to your reality. Exactly. But back to you. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Um I was able to play some golf over the weekend. Nice uh weather, play with Ryan couple times and um, nice. played some softball. Oh, uh, we saw about that. Yeah. Guy had a day. Yeah, it was it was uh, pretty good. So we ended up, uh, the game got um, postponed this week. So, you know, I just I wanted to keep it, keep it hot, you know, keep it going. But um, I'll have to wait till next week to fill everyone in. So it's. Can we, can, can you just go over the stat line for those that didn't see it on social media? Um, it was four for four at the plate, a couple mm-hmm. home runs, two. Yeah. One was a grand slam. Oh, and we, you know, just setting the table, you know, with a couple singles, uh, in, in the field, made a couple plays, did boot one though. And I committed like the cardinal sin of picking the ball up with your glove. You know, it was just a reactionary thing. I was leaning that way. It's just, a, oh. it's amateur hour. So um, you know, gr- great group of guys, guys I went to high school with, um, college, Scott Mutrin, we were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome yeah. Dude. He was the one that made that, that original post, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun and I think it's, yeah, you know why people, uh, who are aging a little bit come up with like horrific injuries, you know, like Achilles torn hammies and cause he, mm. You can't help yourself sometimes when the ball's hit or you want to try and leg one out. Right. The team does keep it at an even keel. So, you know, if you run too hard, you get yelled at. Um, so it's, it's, it's yeah, a lot of Yeah, at the end of the fun. day, no, nobody wants to get hurt. You guys are all, you know, well-accomplished well athletes. And, I mean, you never know, though, if you need a team masseuse or maybe get the foam roller going or something on the sideline, that may help, uh, you know, you guys – with your athleticism a little bit, get, get ready, be able to leg things out and maybe make a couple diving plays. And I mean, I, I don't want to burst your bubble or anything, but the uni was looking a little tight 
so maybe, it wasn't my shirt. I could tell. I could tell. <laughs> it was like it a, was, I think it was, it was a, a small. medium. Yeah. yeah medium. No, I no, I think it was just the angle that uh the camera caught me at. Oh, okay. Yeah, the <laughs> camera does add ten to fifteen pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congrats! It's good to see your competitive nature is still out there, and you you you're just showing people what's up. And I love the getting tagged and the shrinks and all that I stuff. Know. It was great. Yeah, mute was like, yeah, you know, no backyard loser here. You know, exactly, exactly. You set the precedent very, very high. Um, speaking of setting the precedent high, some you know tough news in the Boston area this week. Our beloved cast uh, captain Patrice Bergeron. Uh, is retiring, which I think a lot of us did anticipate, but it was, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to see him go talk about the ultimate teammate. I watched a bunch of videos on him today. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts cause you obviously played with him. I never was able to, to, I've never even met him, but everybody that, that, that talks about, uh, Patrice Bergeron is, you know, ultimately, uh, obviously you saw, you know, it, the, the, the ultimate hockey player, right. The ultimate teammate, and uh, it, it's going to be tough not to see him there, and his uh, his jersey will be in the rafters soon enough. That's for sure. Yeah, he's just a a class act all around, gentleman on and off the ice, but just played the game so correctly for so long. It was you know, it's not like we were spoiled watching him game in game out. It was just a treat, you know, because right, you know, he could have cheated the game a little bit more, got some more points, but he still put up a ton of points and played, you know, winning you know, sulky trophies as well. So it's pretty cool to, um, you know, be, you know, just for that brief time, a, a teammate. Uh, I knew him prior to being his teammate and they'd come down and um, skate. You remember those skates at Bavis? Yeah. 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 He was at a few of those and he actually, taking... so I did meet him down there. Cause we yeah. used to, I was on the ice with you guys. That, yeah. Yeah. He'd be taking a knee and, you know, listening to the drill. I was while I was drawing him up, you know, and, right. Get traded there, and he's like, "Hey, coach, what's up, coach?" But I will say he was just the consummate pro. Didn't say much, but when he did say something, it really meant something because he was following up with it. You know, kind of like how we talked about Mighty Reason being able to take over a game. He would do it in all different areas, and mm-hmm. was so well respected by his teammates and you know across the league. And that's one of the biggest things when you have the respect of your opponents as well. And um, but he's just, he just done, he has done everything correctly, you know, again, on and off the ice for a very long time. That goes back to his upbringing, great, uh, family He's a family man now. And just, uh, just a super guy. And he's going to be, it, it's going to be a loss. I was holding out hope that he, um, you know, cause he still was playing at a very high level. Right. But yeah. I can just see how he, if he couldn't do it a hundred, you know, percent and he was like, he just couldn't, you know, like fake it. And just not be as productive. So he made the decision. And like uh, some of the headlines said, he retired with a full heart, with a ton of gratitude. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, he was very mindful of his his teammates and his surroundings and what uh, the game gave to him. So uh, great career, uh, great person. We're going to have to try and get him on here. Shoot him a message. Yeah, let's go. Step it up. That would be, uh, that would be fantastic. And, uh, I guess my my you know question to you is like if you could carve out a hockey player right for your child your son or daughter and we talk about it all the time like would he not be the guy? Yeah, absolutely. 
You know, no. he could he could do everything. He was tough too. He a little right. He threw some lefts. Um, but just so kind of detailed in every part of the game. And then, you know, more importantly off the ice, the way he treated people, the way he lent his time to charities. Um you know, he's just a special human, number one, and brought that onto the ice. And you know, he's such a great leader. You know, when yeah. even when he wasn't the captain, he was he was right there, you know, leading by example consistently, even when he was a young player. No, oh, big time. And um who gets the C next? Um, I would I mean, I would probably lean towards McAvoy. That's who I was gonna go with. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got Marshy there and he's been there, but he, he has a shorter window than McAvoy and, and Pasta's a nice supplemental, you know, leader. He doesn't have to take on the brunt of like the media and whatnot. He can still be himself, but I think McAvoy would be my choice if I if I had to say. Yeah, I think he's the uh, the future of the organization. The next, you know, Chara, Bork, Bergeron, um, you know, he'd be in great company and be another, uh, uh, you know, a guy for, for the next 10, 15 years, however long. I mean, I feel like he's already been in the league for, what, five or six years already, but he's got a long career ahead of him. Um, you know, really, really nice guy, ultimate teammate as well. And I think he's been, you know, fortunate enough to be around guys like Bergeron and, and, and Marchand and obviously Chara for, for a couple of years. Right. So um, I think he gets the, the, I think he's the next captain. I really yeah. do. I really do. We'll see. I mean, and those guys, like you said, you know, created a culture, you know, starting with uh, Zidano and mm-hmm. the organization has been in, in good hands for a long time because of the, the leadership in that group. Um, I think I talked about it, you know, on a prior uh, episode, but there's a lot of yeah. supplemental leaders in there. Like I said, Pass is a leader as well. Just, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the captain to be a leader. You know, so yeah, I think uh, McAvoy is a good choice. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, we talked to the the you know a couple episodes ago. I think it was a mailbag, but we talked about the 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 different leagues and draft picks and countries and things like that. So I want to just read them off. I know some people had uh, had reached out to us about them, but it was uh, you know obviously it, it was great to see some local guys. Will Smith, fourth overall to San. Leonard, another mass kid, uh, Washington. I'm sorry, go to Washington, eighth overall. Oliver Moore from Chicago, Minnesota. Um, you know, Minnesota kid went 19, 19th overall to Chicago. Charlie Strammel, um, you know, Minnesota. Gabe Perot, uh, 23rd overall. But it was interesting just by overall stats in, in, in countries, right? Um, you know, Canada with 80 draft picks, the U.S. with 50. Sweden 24, Russia 19, Finland 15, um, the Czechs with seven, Slovakia with seven, Belarus five, Germany four, Kazakhstan one, France, Switzerland, Norway, all with one, uh, Italy, Denmark, Austria. Interesting stats I I, I found, you know what I mean? Just with all the different, um, you know, countries that are out there and the different picks, anything jump out at you here in, in, in terms of like size of country, uh, yeah. you know, amount of players picked. I mean, you would want, I would say, with the amount of players in the U.S. to have more than 50. I yeah, would agree. That's, I mean, Canada at 86, U.S. with 50. I mean, the, you know, double, I mean, U.S. is double 
what Sweden is, but Sweden's a much smaller country. I mean, if you think of Sweden's right, what the size of size of New England at the if that. Yeah, I would say it's about that, maybe a little bigger. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, yeah, and we talk about this, you know, like different models. What what models in Finland was you know had fifteen, you know, they're right similar size. Another small country, but you got um, you know, the developmental models starting at a young age and the percentages you know, we could even like break it down even more like what's the percentage of hockey players or participants you know to mm-hmm. its population and how many got drafted you know it's it would be right. crazy but um but yeah that i mean i wish that i would hope that 50 you know was going to continue to rise like you mentioned earlier there's high-end talent that went in the first round you know locally and uh in in from us but i would just say i would want that number to be much higher right right no and you you look at it i mean we have it broken down by league as well the ohl is 35 whl 33 uh obviously most of those kids are going to be um canadian born players right and then sweden junior with 22 russian juniors with 15 the ncdp with 13 the q with 12 finland junior leagues uh with 11 ncaa um, you know, and obviously the NTDP and, and, and some of these USHL kids, um, those kids are, 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 are going to be NCAA players, right? So it's only nine U, uh, NCAA kids, us high school, seven BCHL four Finland, Russia, you know, kind of goes, uh, down from there, but it's just, it, it's interesting, um, you know, to see like between the USHL and the, uh, NTDP team, there's what, 39 kids, that are, are are being drafted off that. So there's only 11 others that are coming from the U S um, you know, that, that, that are being drafted. So at, at those top levels, like what are we doing to, to keep those guys engaged and, you know uh, I guess, right. Like uh, develop more hockey players versus just shrinking the pool of kids that, that, that are only playing in the, the USHL or with the national development program. Yeah, exactly. I, at first, when I first saw this, I'm, I was surprised that the NCAA had so few, but the kids are getting drafted, going to junior. They're getting drafted earlier, right? Yeah. Going into well, it. It would be appropriate if there wasn't as many going to the junior route, right? And right. And the NTDP kids are kind of the cream of the crop, so they're getting um, picked at, you know, their first uh, year eligibility. So, um, yeah, so – you know, to, to your point, the top end kids are getting, you know, a lot of, say, attention to the development. And it seems like it's working for like the tip of the spear. But what about the masses, right? Mm-hmm. Try and bring everyone along. Is the model working? The, you know, ADM and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have an answer, but it just right. seems as though that 50 seems low. I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just wonder what we're, what we're doing at the older age groups where everything seems to be so spread out. Um, you know, you, you have all these kids that are going and, and there's just so many different models that are out there. I wonder if that if somebody should be, you know, if, if USA Hockey should be stepping in and really putting the clamps down on these different business models, right? Whether it's the prep schools, the full season academies, uh, all these different things. There's so many there's so many hockey players that are playing out there, right? Our numbers are probably higher than they've ever been, but you know, 50 draft picks in the, in the U S 
compared to you know Finland and Sweden and and Russia. Like it's just uh, you know I would like to 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 learn and talk more and more about this stuff. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not sure. Like it's kind of tough because there's, there are different models out there, and you know, not one model is probably correct for every player, right? Right. So you have to. I mean, you kind of pigeonhole, you know, something that you know, USA Hockey did it at, at the youth level, right? So mm-hmm. if they tried to move it forward, that would be a lot of pushback, in my opinion. So I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, I don't have the answer. I don't think uh, there is one answer, but no, I would, I would say it's it's a topic of uh, discussion for sure. No, it is. We could talk about it for quite some time, that's for sure. Um, speaking of which, kind of similar to this but i've been getting so many emails and i know you know you i don't know if you're still getting them but different scouts being in attendance from college programs for eight nine and ten year old kids like Mm. oh come to this camp and the b you know the the again coaches are going to be there the the bu the bc and things like that it's like what is everybody trying to sell here like what are we doing uh, I just want to warn parents at the eight, nine, and ten-year-old level. Like you might luck out and see a college coach walking through the the the, the rink, but he's not there scouting your kid. So just no, he's just there because he has a kid on the team. <laughs> exactly, his kid's going for free. <laughs> yeah, so that's a uh, kind of absurd to to think that a college coach. Oh, people think that a college coach would be going there to watch. I mean, just if you just have a little sense of reality, but um, that's what we're here for, you know, just to give it a yeah, just a to little one people, yeah, just to give it a little color on people, give them a little color on what's you know happening and what is you know a little salt and pepper from some people to maybe think that your your kid's going to get be getting watched by a college coach at that age group, which exactly. is not happening. Exactly. Um, and I know we posted this on Instagram, but I, I, I really liked it. Jim Haverstrom, um, he tweeted this out and it was a quote, Hockey Canada completed a study which concluded that one quality run practice with many puck touches, game-like decision-making, challenging and fun will equal up to 11 regular full ice games. Keep that study in mind when designing your practices to maximize development. Uh, I like that and it's just as we are almost into August here, uh, you know, when coaches start thinking about their practice planning and their scheduling for next season and how many games they're going to play and all that type of stuff, like, you know, design your practices properly and look at that. Like one quality one, one run practice um, is is equal to 11 regular full ice games. So I think that, that – No, I think that study is – pretty interesting because i mean to have that data as far as the one versus the 11 you know they had to put in some Mm -hmm. time to really kind of get gather that information but i absolutely agree with it and you know it's it's definitely something that we you know we talk about a lot like constructing a practice you know to some game-like decision making game-like scenarios where like you can start the drill in a certain manner way you know it's like a situational tendency that is um, that the kids are going to see 
in a game, but then having those touches, you know, like those, like some flow drills, some shooting drills, and then maybe do, you know, a little bit of game situation, but with, you know, some real play, right. And let it play out right. a little bit or whatever. Um, and then you could have like another game to finish, you know, like it's, but that, that's a good quality practice. And you only need one of those versus the 11 full ice games, which is, I, I think it's pretty cool. And it's really, you know, was, directed to its coaches it's not like the parents mm-hmm. or anything it's just more like hey designing a practice let's you know put your head you know in the game here and and see what's important exactly no exactly and then that's um that's why i liked it, it it's yeah. really focused on the coaches and their practice planning and things like that and it just goes to show if you do run a proper practice and they're not always going to be perfect uh and you've got to draw from some of your game experiences i think to um, you know, to, to design your good practices and what you need to work on and things like that, depending on the age level. But uh, it, I just, I like the message. So uh, it's almost time for the mailbag mod. So let's get into it here. But before we do, this mailbag is uh, brought to you by Franklin Sports, the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Check out their line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com today uh Mots, i've been watching the socks too i love seeing the franklin advertising on the screen uh you know all the guys with the different batting gloves and uh franklin just a great partner of it you know getting the pickleball set out i gotta get out and, and and you know maybe we can we can whack the ball around but franklin just a you know an all-time company and then great sponsor and partner of us yeah great people over there they have some great products even the, the training tools the other street hockey games Everything you need to get better in the driveway. So make sure you check them out at franklinsports.com. And check out that NHL street um, that they have going on to a lot of different parts of the, the country that Franklin and those guys that teamed up with the NHL with and uh, and putting out a great product to get more and more kids playing the game, which is what it's all about. But let's get into the mailbag. I'll take the first one here. Hey, guys, uh, I have a question. I am in need for a little advice. My partner's son is on the U16 travel team and as of right now is currently without a coach. Uh, Me being a huge hockey fan and someone who loves going to games have been kicking around the idea of stepping up and giving it a try. Only problem is I have no idea where to start. I've tried YouTube. There haven't been many videos and there are a number of books out, but only so much time in the world uh, to read them all. Are there any resources that you would recommend to start and would provide a good leaping off point? Also, what advice do you have for a potential first-time coach looking at leading a group of teenagers? Appreciate the content that you guys put out. Thank you in advance. That's kind of tough, too. I mean, that is a tough one. U16 travel team? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, there are there are some good some some good stuff on on YouTube. Um, I was trying to think. Mm-hmm. It was not, uh, what's the name of it? I'll have to think. We'll look it up and uh, get back. But it's um, what's his name? Uh, shoot. Well, Dennis Savard uh, had one going, and it was just breaking down some drills. Yeah, some good skill development. Uh, ben Eves had something out there. Yeah. So those guys do a lot with the. Um ice hockey systems yes that's what it is uh, ice that's hockey right. system they, they they have a lot they have, you know I've, I've talked to those guys a bit they they have a great resources in terms of drills um really good job like you said ben eves puts out a lot of good videos obviously dennis Savard of 
pulled some of his drills and four checks and different things like mm -hmm. that. Um, so yeah, the ice hockey sy systems guys do a really good job. That's a, you know, a subscription based program where you can, um, you know, where you, you, you know, you can get on it and really put in whatever type of drills and things like that. You, you would be looking for, um, it's difficult. Well, to do 16. To, What's yeah, that? I was going to say, if you're willing to you know buy a bunch of books, th this could be, you know, one-stop shop for you with some video and, some tutorial on, you know, you know the the drills, the you know the edge work, and you know some some system based stuff. So I think that that was the one that I that popped into my head right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they have some good stuff on ice, off ice, everything. Uh, different practice planning. It, it it is really good, and I know some high level coaches use it. I use it quite a bit um, myself. I I'll, I'll jump on there and just come up with different ideas for, for, for drills and things like that. So I like that. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, the ice hockey systems. And then, you know, in terms of the overall coaching and, and tips, like at the U16 age group, depending on the level, um, it's challenging, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're there, I'm there with, 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 with my older guys. Like I would suggest uh, you, you got to get to know the group. And what their you know what their mental mindset is right yeah, are they, they there usually knuckleheads <laughs> yeah or they just kind of be there and kind of goofing off and screwing yeah. around like it, there's a whole you know different uh you, you're dealing with a lot of different things at that u16 age group right so like you may have coached the team mods that are very dead serious hockey kids that are playing in prep school and they're really dialed in but you know i also know you know i have a bunch that coaches kind of like a house league team and he just focuses on having a ton of fun with them like and just yeah like has a good time and they they play games they they screw around and practice and he keeps it very light and you know kind of just a fun place to keep kids um off the street kind of like our boy jersey shore and and the old winter misfits you That's know what right. i mean so yeah it depends on the uh the the, the age group and you know i guess that the, the focused uh, right. Is that, that the word I'm looking for? The focus of the, of the kids. Yeah. I mean, fo focus and not actually skill level is, you know, a kid could have no focus and have skill, but depends right. on the, you know, the level of kind of commitment we'll say. Exactly. To that, exactly. Uh, to that age, uh, that age, that traveling team. So, well, good luck and keep us, uh, keep us updated. Yeah, and jump on that ice hockey systems. It's a great resource, and I'm not exactly sure what the I, I forget what the monthly uh, the fees are, but it, it, it's definitely a valuable resource. Versus, you know, the the, the you, you can even find a lot of those videos uh, on on YouTube too. But it is good. All right, I got the next one here. Uh, mm -hmm. Hey guys, just want to say thank you for the pod. I'm a mom to a 2015 and 2018 players and wife of a coach. My knowledge of hockey before this was limited to taunts at high school games. I really appreciate your measured approach and advice, especially when it comes to playing other sports, not specializing too young, and focusing on overall development. We listen to the pod every morning on the way to school, and it's allowed me to have meaningful conversations with my kids about the game. My 2015 player didn't make the team he expected to this year. He was initially upset, but I've taken some of the advice and lessons to be able to talk to him about it and build a plan for how to do better next time. He's now in the driveway every day after school, hitting pucks on the net. Keep up the great work. That was a nice message. Nice comment. 
Very yeah. nice. Look at you getting away with a comment, not a question, too. And um, <laughs> thanks, Mom, for listening. And for future, we're not hitting pucks on the in the driveway. We're shooting pucks. You're rifling them. You're rippling. Yeah, some we're, twine. we're ripping pucks. Just yeah. you know, go out there and say to little Johnny, like, go out there and rip some pucks. Yeah, go go uh, rip some pucks. Twinkle up the. We don't want to hit them. Yeah. We can hit baseballs. We don't hit pucks. Um, <laughs> Well, that was so, nice no, that's answer. great. Yeah. Glad we're uh, helping, and good luck to the little guys. Um, Mott's TSR, uh, located in Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, that is. They stock uh, team apparel, CCM, Bauer, Warrior, you name it. They do everything in-house. Um, all their embroidering, all their printing, hats, you name it, they can do it. 603-912-5970. Ask for Mike you can also go onto their website, tsrhockey.com, for all your shopping needs. Now, uh, currently, they have the TSR tent sale going on. So tons of activities up there at the store up in uh, up in Salem, New Hampshire. If you're in the area, you want to save a ton, uh, discounted, like, like major, major discounts. If you can get up there by the weekend or give them a call, and uh and and you know save yourself some dough especially as we head into next season i know my kids like i talked about we were down in Nantucky last week the first day they come off the ice dad my skates are too small my this my i need new you know my elbow pads like all oh, everything you know my shin pads cracked i'm like here we go right trip to tsrs in the future that's great yeah they take care up there and i know that this is the time to get you know sometimes you you don't want to grab something new right away. You know, you're going to put the bag away for a little bit, but, you know, kids are growing like weeds, you know, at certain ages and make sure you check them out at TSRhockey.com. I'll get up there and check out that ten seal and um, they'll be sure to take care of you up there. So they, uh, they do a great job, a great selection and you get all stocked up for next year. Speaking of, um, you know, equipment and all that type of stuff, I, uh, you know, my, my, the older boys are doing some skating and, and everything. They had camp um, today, so they aired out the bag. And this afternoon, just torrential downpour. So the stuff was baking in the sun. Um, you know, Brian's at work, and what happens? Bag gets absolutely soaked with all his equipment, you know, airing out and everything. So I violated my 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 hockey parent rules. I had to, you know, bring it inside, help him out, like get it. The bag dried out, get the equipment washed, uh, you know, just so it's not like gets get all moldy and all that crap, you know. So it's like for I'm a first time I'm washing equipment. I got it going right now. Nice. Well, yeah. And that was similar. Ryan had his bag it out, and uh I was like, Are you um are you looking to get it washed by the sprinklers at three in the morning? And <laughs> oh then, he yeah, they love leaving it overnight. Well, that's yeah, what I said. It was yeah. just crickets, and then it got soaked. Yeah, but then it was like really hot that day, so so it but, was okay. Uh, yeah, it was fine. But yeah, today was a tough downpour for a little bit, dude. There. It was yeah, and there was nobody home. Like everybody in the house is at work or out and about, and I'm like, dude, what are the chances you uh, you put your bag in? And uh, literally, just like you just said, I got crickets on the text uh, on the text back, but. Hopefully we'll, uh, you know, it'll be smelling a little, a little better anyways. All right. I got the next mailbag question here. Um, file this one under coaching them right. Sarcasm in quote, uh, quotations. U10 other team is up by double digits. Other 
coach refuses to get his kids to pass the puck. Five seconds left in the game. One of their kids, who's already got five, uh, gets a breakaway and uh, goes down to the slop, rips a slap shot to our goalie's head. <laughs> Over our goalie's head gets his uh, sixth goal. So, hey, congrats. That's, um, you know, what a what a superstar. Yeah, U10, I mean, you're up by double digits. Let's get, let's move the puck and, you know, teach you a little humility here. You know, that's, um, no. that's tough, you know, and, you know, it's also tough to, like, pull back kids, but under the right circumstances, I think that's the right move to, you know, make them pass it around, understand that you're having your way with the team and maybe whatever. But it's a uh, U10 tournament. Uh, teach them the right, right things to do. Hey, and, um, you know, that – Good old U10 tournament in July. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it'd be better off spending that time on the beach. Yeah, shooting right? pucks in the driveway. Oh, yeah. hit, hitting, hitting pucks. Hitting, hitting pucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, God! All right, I get the next one here. Uh, help! I'm so done help! with travel. Yeah, <laughs> I need somebody. Um, <laughs> so done with travel hockey. Unfortunately, my twin. 14-year-olds are far from over in this sport. One wants it all, and the other plays for fun, and I'm just done. Problem is, one's talented, one not so much. One is AAA, the other is AA. I do this travel thing by myself. My husband is disabled, so I do all the traveling. I have no weekends, no life outside of hockey. Every damn weekend is spent traveling. (laughs) Haven't had a proper vacation. Can't do projects around my house that I want done, all because of hockey. 11k a year just intuition ouch no equipment or travel expenses i love my boys and i really do love the sport uh what they put all into the sport but i'm broke and tired feel bad telling one kid yeah and the other one no but i need help i don't think they will go far in the sport they're on the small side and the good one is already already get passed up for district camps based on his size basically i feel like this is going nowhere but I feel like their mental health will suffer. And that's help again, you know. Uh, and all this travel and time I spend with people I mostly can't stand. <laughs> this is <hilarious. laughs> These hockey dads are weird, ripping into their kids and talking you know, stuff about their kids like they're the ones uh, playing, literally living through their kids playing hockey. It's too weird for me, and I can't uh, keep it up with all these private lessons and camps to give these kids an edge that I can't give my kid. It's frustrating and I'm becoming bitter. I have this month and a half left and then mid-August back to traveling. No weekends and no life except damn hockey. (laughs) I don't want to disappoint my boys, but this is too much money and time to get nothing out of it but future men's league tournament winners. (laughs) This is unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, I I love how she just broke it down though, right? Dude, that was fantastic. <laughs> that was I wish she left her name. Ah, uh, so good. Just uh just the truth serum coming out. Just the truth serum coming out. Uh that's amazing. I would say obviously, you know, I feel bad for this poor mother. She's got a lot going on. Uh I think you know, she knows how good hockey is and what it's doing for their kids and mental health and friendships and things like that. I get your frustration. But if the kids are really into it, you know, at least one of them seems to be maybe, yeah. maybe like 
maybe have a serious sit down with the boys. They're what you know, they're 14, 14 years old. All right, guys, where are we at with this? Like, do we need to both of you continue to 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 do this and spend all this money? Maybe talk to the organization, see if they can maybe help you out a little bit with tuitions and things like your poor husband's a, a, at home disabled you, with the twins. It's uh, got a lot going on. A lot going on. That's for sure. But I feel yeah, bad. The, yeah, I would just say the uh, the last line though is like nothing out of it, but future men's league tournament winners. That's a big deal though down the road. So don't discount that. <laughs> I was gonna say, look at Mons. He just hit like he went four for four <laughs> in softball, and he's been puffing his chest out all week. Been pumped. Yeah, guys got uh, no, a tattoo yeah, well, of his uh, softball team now. Well, best of luck. You, you know, you're gonna give it another go this year. And but I would, t- I would talk to the organizations, both of them, if they're not playing. And they're playing on two different teams, but if it's the same organization, they gotta be able to cut you a break. You know? And talk to those damn kids too, and tell them to get some summer jobs. Mm. Mm. Get these kids working. Get them out there. You know, they're able-bodied kid. Get them up to a golf course and have them start looping. Carry two bags. They're going to become better hockey players. They're going to be stronger. They're going to be walking, you know, whatever, 10 miles a day. Getting to know people. They're going to help you pay some bills. Maybe something else. There's there's summer jobs. Get them out there. I mean, I used to – I was a paper boy. I used to throw the rollerblades on afternoon Patriot Ledger and and deliver some papers. You know what I mean? So – Whatever, whatever they can do to help out, like they've they've got to understand that you know mom's working really hard for this, and it's not easy. Yeah, preach on, brother. Preach, preach <laughs> on. Uh, all right. Do you believe? Oh, this I, I've got a couple short ones in a row here. This is great. Um, do you believe the adage? If you're good enough, coaches will hear of or find you, or is or is. Constant self promotion slash showcases for recruiting a must. What do you um, think, Mots? I think I still think the the old adage: if you're good enough, they'll find you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, word of mouth is going to be you know you're going to be doing something that a coach, you know, a parent of you know someone, or you know, like word of mouth being like, oh, this kid is playing really well. He's coming along nicely, or whatever. The showcases and self-promotion, it all depends on, like, the age a bit. But I know it's different for girls, like, going into college. A lot of college, you know, recruits are putting together, like, video packages and kind of reaching out to coaches versus, you know, on the men's side, like, they're coming out and finding you. Um, Mm -hmm. But I still think that... You know, you just put your time in, and if you're good enough, the coaches will hear or find you. That's that's my take. Yeah, that's my take as well. I think these the, these parents that are getting so caught up in social media pages and things like that for for the young, you know, six to to twelve year old kids are it means Not, absolutely nothing. Uh, no. You know, whatever. Maybe one kid that 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 that's really really good at that age like maybe it does get them a little bit of exposure and things like that it gets people start talking about them but all these parents all these coaches i should say care about is the product when they get older when they're you know at that recruitable age when they're 16 17 18 and they can even start have, start having conversations with your kids so the social media thing 
is, is is crazy. If they're good enough and they're playing in the right places, I do think you have to advocate for your kids and your kids have to advocate for themselves a little. But it doesn't have to be done through social media and tagging, you know, all these all these things and you know, whatever, all these different hockey accounts or whoever it may be. Because, um, again, they can't even talk to your kid when they're when they're at that younger age group. Um, they can't talk to them until, what, after their sophomore year? Um, junior. College, like the rules of – after their junior? Yeah. Yeah, after they, the junior year. So, like – They might be able to talk to you, but, like, you can't, like, verbally commit or anything after – until you, you're, like, 17 or whatever it was. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So <clears throat> again, you tell me what a, a social media account is going to do for your kid at that age group. So at those mm-hmm. younger age groups, I think it's completely ridiculous. Um, I was proud to hear my son, my, my youngest was over at BU today with his, his camp that, um, you know, the, the, the city of Boston, he does some, that whatever they do, it's uh, through the community center. And he said they were over at BU by the lacrosse fields and they, he saw, uh, coach Pandolfo walking by and he said he walked up, told his buddies like, Hey, that's the coach of BU. And his buddy's like, Oh, that's cool. And he walked up and he's like, Hey, Mr. Pandolfo, I'm Liam Yandel. And he's like, Oh, Liam, I know your father and blah, 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 you know, your uncle. And I'm like, I thought that was more impressive than a social media account tagging, you know, your kid's toe drag. Like the fact that he went up and had a conversation with a, a, a coach at BU, I, I'm like, that 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 gave put a smile on my face for sure. Yeah, that's great. You know, and he, he's not too shy either, though. You know, he's not afraid no. to get in the mix. You know, ask a good question, always listening. But that's um, yeah, that's really cool. And Pando's one of the best. I was talking about him today, and just mm-hmm. like uh, you know, kind of in that same mold as Bergeron. You know, right? The way he conducts right. himself. So that's cool 100%. to hear them. Speaking of Bergeron, and I know we're going back on it, I meant to bring this up. Do you think he gets into like a GM management role? I can see him being like a Steve Eisenman type of guy. Yeah, I think he's just he's gonna probably take a minute to mm-hmm. kind of just enjoy and let his body heal and spend some time at home. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see him. You know, he's he's a smart guy. Even you know, not just on the ice, he can, you know, carry himself well, represent an organization. Um, yeah, I think that's that could be in his future for sure. Yeah, that's a. I, I mean, I thought of it. I was just talking to a guy about it today. Same type of thing. I'm like, I could see him taking a little bit of time off and then really getting involved in the the business side of it, and you know, become a GM slash president. And, you know, eventually replace a Don Sweeney or Cam Neely or something uh, right. when their times are up. You know what I mean? Not not saying that it's like I could see those guys kind of grooming him to be the next exactly. general manager or president, right? Mm-hmm. No, I think um, that's could be a, a how's good. How's the ADD kicking in right there? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a great great question though. Yeah, yeah exactly. You want to take this Spock read? Oh, yeah, Spox. Spox is the at-home or on-the-road skate shopping machine. Head on over to SpoxHockey.com and use BYMOTS for $50 off your Spox shopping. Spox is the at-home skate shopping machine that will never fill. Spox is the gift that keeps on giving for hockey players and parents. It's convenient, easy to use, and will save you money in the long run. 
with Sparks. You get an accurate sharpening every single time. Again, head over to sparkshockey.com and order your machine today. Now's the time. Hockey season is legitimately will be here before you know it. Get that Sparks machine ordered. That's all I have to say. Use BY Mott's promo code. If you don't have one, you've waited too long, but now is the time to get it. So it's ready. It's ready come Labor Day, and it's sitting in your house somewhere. And it's, you know, like like we talked about that hockey mom earlier, right? With she's got a 2015, 2018, the 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 um you know questions that she sent in like your eight-year-old, five-year-old kids will learn how to do this on their own, and it'll save you so much time, and you can meal prep or do whatever you need to do Yeah, no, that's, to get that's them good. ready to play, right? That's right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just so easy and convenient. Like, once you use it once, you, you know what you're doing, and I showed my kids once, and they're off and running. Yeah, it's riding a bike. Uh, all right. My son is an 07 AAA goalie. He played for the 16U USPHL team last season as a third goalie in a development year. We went to try out for them, and we were promised a contract. After a month, it finally came, first week of May. We signed it, paid our down payment, and sent it back. Almost a month went by, and they haven't cashed the check yet or taken his first month's payment. It was an $11,000 bill that was being paid in payments. When I inquired about it several times, I'm told that we have to meet with the man recruiting to talk about it. Um, due to uh, new owners, uh, he can't recruit for another team. The team, one team fold. I don't want to say these teams because it's kind of, you know, I don't want to get them out there. But uh, basically, he was offered a spot on another team at the same price. We accepted. He tells us that he has to figure out the contract and would hear from him shortly. So one team folded and and he was going to another team. Uh, this is in the middle of June. Uh, days come and go, and I inquire about it again. No word. We're being avoided. I finally hear from him, and we have to have another meeting. He states there was a miscommunication between him and the coach, and there's no spot for him. This is now July 19th and way too late to find another team in the area. He's playing in the Chowder Cup for the Junior Wales this weekend. But my problem is that now he has no team to play on this season with and, um, and everyone everyone seems full for triple A season uh, for a triple A full season team. I don't know who to turn to or where to go. I have spoken to some advisors to find him a squad, even if it means uh, him being billeted. I know you two are not in the recruiting business, but I'm begging that anyone that may have some connections, you don't owe me anything, but do you have any leads on a triple a full season team or any full season team that may need a triple a 07 goalie desperate and completely at a loss. Thank you for the, uh, for the long winded email from a concerned couple of parents. Oh boy. That's a tough, that's a tough situation right there. I mean, yeah, I mean, this guy should be bending over backwards trying to get a spot for your, your son, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, because he erred, didn't talk to the, you know, miscommunication with the coach. Yeah, that's not your fault. You've been told one thing and, you know, told something twice, really. Um, right. You know, about having spots. And I just think it's on it completely unacceptable i would first turn to that guy and just be like you should be calling people for my son and then 
you know, you, you just call around and this, this story right here could, you know, possibly help lead to something, but it is very late in the game. Um, even for the triple a level. Right. So, yeah. um, that's a, um, a difficult spot, but I mean, like it just a hook on with a team to practice, to, you know, you want to get into games, but like just, just so you can get going, uh, and try and find something. It could be some injuries. Um, but I would, I would first and foremost reach out to that, um, like whoever the coach and the, the other guy there. Um, yeah. The GM or the recruiter. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would start obviously the playing in, you know, different tournaments this weekend and stuff. I would talk to as many people as you possibly can. There's definitely going to be at that 16, U 16 age group. There'll be people around, there'll be Academy programs around. Um, teams are always looking for goalies that, that, you mm-hmm. know, especially with the, um, you know, the multitude of teams that, 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 that are out there, right? Like some teams may have one goalie, may have two looking to add a third, you know, there's injuries, like so many different things can happen. So you, you really have to just get out. I don't, you know, Mots, we don't know any of these, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, any, any, you know, U16 teams that are looking for a goalie, but you really, you just never know. Uh, so, you know, hopefully somebody listening can can reach out and we can pass them along an uh, in, in email address. Obviously, like I said, you're also playing in some tournaments this weekend. If you see any, um, you know, academies or, or, or prep school coaches, like go up and just have a conversation. Hey, is the way you can help us out? We're looking for a home. We're willing to pay. Uh, is it, we're in a tough they're, – they're in a pickle here. So, Hopefully somebody out there listening can uh, can help us out. Yeah, exactly. The power of uh, social media for us, right? Exactly, exactly. Help a, help um, a listener out. <clears throat> hook another listener up for sure. Um, all right, well, that pretty much wraps up the mailbag, but it is time for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week. Obviously, our partners over at MyHockeyRankings.com, we're actually going to be hooking up with – Neil and Ian this week, so we're really looking forward to hanging out with those guys, Mots. Uh, it's been a while since we chatted with them. So, but uh, again, my hockey rankings question of the week, very simple one: How long should shifts be at the ten U and twelve U levels? I mean, I would say a minute to you know minute five, minute fifteen, depending on like the pace of play. You know, if it's just if there's a few stops or whatever, I think with right. the younger kids, they they need a little bit more than like the 45 seconds and off because they're, you know, they're just not getting the lactic acid that, you know, an older Build kid. Up. Yeah. So, you know, they, they might look like they're pacing themselves, but they're going as fast as they can. And they just, that's just how it is. So I would say a minute, just to a little bit over a minute. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, having coached at this level, obviously, my, you know, so what am I, U12? Like, I would say longer. if they're rolling and they're playing with pace and things like that, I would, like, 50 seconds to a minute and, and, and you know, just over a minute, yeah. minute five is probably ideal, especially if they're growing out and they're skating, they're working, and they're playing it, you know, again – it's going to happen where kids are going to get stuck out there a little bit longer. Some kids might, might, might be out there for two minutes, right? Some kids may be out there for only 30 seconds and be gassed and come off. But I think 
you know, if you're rolling three lines and, you know, four to six defensemen, um, you know, if you're if you're playing with pace and you're out there for 50 seconds to, to you know, minute, minute, five seconds, um, it allows everybody to really stay in the flow of the game. And, you know, kids are, are, are moving and it's kind of high paced, a lot of energy. You know, it's not quite like the the the, the prep schools and colleges and pros where they're going out there for 35 seconds and just really like you know coming and going and boom really really hard and fast but you know i still think like a a major focus of that 50 seconds to to a minute or so is is really important because nobody can go out there for two minutes and 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 skate that hard i mean i remember playing buzzer hockey it was two minutes but i think it was running it was did you play yeah yeah that and that's like u7 u8 and it's a whack pack. Like you'd go out, you probably went end to end with the Mohawk crew and, uh, you know, score the clock still turning. You go and back like, around. Up, line up. Let's go. Yeah. Hurry up. Hurry up. Exactly. So I think it's a, uh, you know, yeah, it was two minutes, but that was because that, that two minutes was to balance like the a level kids. So they weren't going out against the B level kids and the C level kids. That's why they do that buzzer hockey thing. Mm. You know, yeah. And then you know, when there weren't many kids, you know, you just getting double shifted. Yeah, you, know, you, and, you and I. I mean, you love point it. You point you yeah. might. Oh yeah, cutting guys. Yeah, first back to the bench if it was on an even number. Oh yeah, exactly. It's a house league through and through. Um, no, but that was that's a good one. I mean, it really is, and I think. One of the biggest problems I see with watching some some youth hockey coaches is managing the bench and kids going out there for way too long or the kids not, you know, listening and things like that. Like, I think that's one of the bigger things at, you know, being a pretty good youth hockey coach is really important to to let your kids know that, like, when I'm calling your name, you're getting off the ice. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not doing this whole drive by. Yeah. yeah, selective hearing and things like that. Like, if you're not going to do it, you're going to stay out there. Like, you're going to get it one morning. Maybe you're going to miss a shift and things like that. Because it really is. It 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 disrupts the flow of the game. You might have the the you know the person that's closest to the bench. He gets off, and then like your lines get all scrambled up, and it becomes a disaster. Like, I think teaching that discipline at a young age, at that you know U eight U ten level. To go out there for for fifty five seconds or so, you know, maybe a little bit longer at that U eight level, but you know, minute, minute fifteen, whatever it is. And as as we get a little bit, you know, bit older, the shift length shortens, um, you know, by a few seconds here and there. And again, it's not always going to be perfect, but I think it's important to really set that tone for for the kids, and it's going to help the the flow of the bench and and everybody be into it. And it's also going to help with the uh, you know parent complaints about. A lack of ice time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it, Which is always a, an issue. Do you have a good uh, whistle? No. Like, like no, terrible. And I, I played for a couple legendary coaches that had the great coaches whistle to get guys off. Do you? Yeah. No, I, I can't whistle, really. Like, I do have that pretty big, deep yell, though. Like I, know, my, yeah. my voice can be heard pretty far away so <laughs> would you come if i whistled like that 
I didn't, you know, Billy Hansen and, and Dick Humilly, both of them, they were big time whistleists. Like yeah. they get that. Yeah, I don't even think Humilly needed to use his fingers. No. No, I don't think he did. He just would get the Yeah, yeah. I was I mean, I heard it. I I almost started changing. Keith was uh when we were down in, in Nantucket, I'm like, dude, you got a whistle? He's like, No, I can do it on my own. I'm like, How'd you learn how to? Yeah. Like he can I think it's a great life it. skill. He can do the uh the, the coach's whistle. I'm like, dude, that's pretty legit for somebody that never played. I'm like, you probably did it just trying to sock people in the games, like busting busting balls, like, oh, upsides whistle, you know. <laughs> in the NHL doing the fake whistles and everything. Oh that's uh, great stuff. No, great stuff, great mailbag. Uh, thank you for the my hockey rankings question of the week. That was a good one, very uh, relevant, and and you know I think appreciate it because I think a lot of coaches do struggle with that. Let's keep those questions coming in. Obviously, it's a little bit of a downtime right now. We're we're in the off season, but hockey season will be here very soon. So if you have any questions, make sure you keep those coming in. You can send us an email, rinkshrinks at gmail You can hit us on the Instagram. Uh, the Rink Shrinks or Twitter, Rink Shrinks. You can find us on Facebook, Facebook, all that good stuff. You know, Mots, we uh, we love these interactions. Don't be afraid to leave your names or leave a voicemail either. Three four seven six uh, Shrink. We lo- you know we love that. That's good stuff. Yeah, those good good meal bags. Some good questions. Kind of some. Uh, I like the the venting one where she's just like had enough. She's that like, was need, amazing. Need some help. But um, yeah, if uh, see, let us know how things work out, and um, best of luck. Yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely uh, you know get those get those coming in, and and that uh, that venting that was that was amazing. But like I said, uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks to you know that submitted questions. Keep those things coming in. Uh, thanks to all the sponsors. We really appreciate it. We wouldn't be here without you. And uh, it's time to cue the ring shrink shuffle, Jersey. Oh, 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 oh,